Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome on in. It is the big show. <laughs> Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Are you really asking or just being polite? No, I'm asking. Oh, well, I always ask. I, I'm coming in on edge, Gordon. I've had uh, oh, several a- aggravating moments in my personal life today. <laughs> so, Anything you care to share? Anything that our listeners um, would be able to relate to? Well, I don't know. They might find it funny. I I uh, went to get lunch for the wife in a drive-through situation, and uh-huh. it was one of those uh, split drive-throughs. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about here? Where so the, it was McDonald's. Uh, yeah. And uh, but hey, when split, when, when the wife split, wants a chicken sandwich, could, she gets. You it. can go to more than one side or something. Yeah, two what, lanes. What do you mean? There's yeah. two yeah, lanes okay. and it funnels into one. Gotcha. All right. So, it, the the line was pretty long, and uh, <laughs> and what'd uh, you do? What'd you do? Well, <laughs> uh, so I I picked the the left one, right? Don't tell me, don't tell me. You paid for the person behind Oh, you, Lord, no. As is the big show tradition. <laughs> Absolutely not. Don't waste our time with that. In fact, I, I thought about that, and I thought of uh, <laughs> I thought of how much satisfaction I was taking in not doing that. But um, so I picked the left one, and you know how you're, it's kind of supposed to go either way? You know, one uh-huh. and then the other, like a ski line, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So I'm behind two cars, so the, there's one car ordering in front of me. And uh, another car, and then me, and then obviously okay. the other line. Uh-huh. And so the the person ordering in my line uh, had to be ordering for uh, <laughs> the whole office, the, the Utah football team. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm looking because you they have the big display board, you know, and uh, uh-huh. I'm looking. I can see kind of the order, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh! I mean, like, I think it was like. $700 worth of McDonald's. And meanwhile, <laughs> the, the line next to me is just sailing. Just, I mean, just sailing. So then it, it gets to the person in front of me, the next car, and and I I think to myself, wait a minute, that's a, that's a really big car. And then I can see, all of a sudden, I, I pay attention, I can see hands moving in the in the uh-huh. rear uh, window, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, this is this is a car full of kids? 
And then next thing I know, another 10 minutes passes as this woman orders the whole way, the whole menu. <laughs> Meanwhile, the lane next to me, zing, 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 just sailing through. And I, I at this point, I mean, I'm being demonstrative. I, I'm cursing loudly, you know, and, and I finally get my order in. And I go to merge, you know, in in the line, and the person in the in the lane next to me just marries the bumper of the car in front of her, and doesn't let me in, doesn't let me in. So I am staring daggers through this woman. I am, I am staring right through this gal. And Why'd she do that? I don't know. To the point where she actually looked back at me and said, do you have a problem? <laughs> and I just said, never you mind, lady. That's all I said. You said lady? I did say lady. <laughs> Why do people do that? <laughs> I don't what, know. What is the deal? You get behind the wheel of a car and suddenly, I'm not going to let that guy in. Not, no way. Not going to happen. And that's the woman who's probably giving cakes out to her na- new neighbors or whatever. Well, I mean, I don't know what it is. There's something about the mentality of somebody when they get in that situation where, Jake, come hell or high water, they're not letting you in. Never you mind, lady. <laughs> I, uh, uh, you know, I you even flipped her off. Didn't no, you? I did not flip her off because you never know who has a gun these days. So I was not going to, to do anything like that. Yeah, that's why I don't. Road rage is not a thing for me because there's too many too many things that could happen but uh point i pulled up to the situation gordon thinking to myself uh i'm gonna be patient i know the line is long but dining in is not really a thing these days so you know (laughs) go through the drive-thru it's fine i i have a good attitude about these sorts of things but i'll tell you what when i saw that line next to me just zip through and people who pulled up like eight minutes after me just (laughs) sailing on through i'm like i and there's somebody behind co- me, are, so I can't move. There's no way for you to get out you're of it. Oh, oh, well, oh, and then Jake. that's just one. And then the other one is. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we leave that one, uh, Jake, it's not the woman's fault in front of you who's ordering for her kids. She's just ordering her food. It's just, that's just Austin luck. This sounds like you know? a guy who wasn't stuck in the drive thru for 45 yeah. minutes. Oh, but so what are you supposed to, what is she supposed to do? Order half her order and then circle back around? No, but I did get, <laughs> I did get two of those right in a row. Uh, I mean, I did get, I my get luck. two of those uh, simultaneously. Right. Only with my luck, one of them would break down. And uh, there'd still be no way out of the line. <laughs> now, the other thing that aggravated me today, I don't know if Gordon can identify with this one. Maybe maybe you can. But uh, it is going to snow tomorrow, which means there's a, uh, a chance that I'm going to have to use my snow removal machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, paddler? I'm, I'm out of uh, I was out of gas. So I, I took the gas can down to the gas station and filled it up with gas. But um, and this I don't know if you know this, Gordon, but snowblowers uh, take uh, not just straight gasoline, but gas mixed with oil. Some do. Uh, whatever. Mine does. Okay. So I, uh, I I get out the one gallon can and put the oil in, and uh, then have you ever poured a really well? Let me tell you this real quick. I hate getting gasoline on me because it's a it's a smell that doesn't go away for like a week <laughs> i feel like i'm getting high on my own fingers whenever i spill some uh, when i'm i'm filling up the gar anyway uh, I used to use gas to uh, wash the oil-based paint off my off my hands when i was painting houses for a living okay 
Uh, so, have you ever poured a full five-gallon, like I had a full five-gallon uh, can of gas, trying to pour it onto the ground into the one-gallon can of gas? Let me just tell you. <laughs> I ended up completely covered in gas. My driveway covered in gas. Uh, I had to get, I started in my garage, and and as I poured gas all over my garage, I was like, this is probably a bad idea, and moved no, out to the that's driveway. that's a horrible idea. Don't yeah. Yeah, so I, I still smell like gas. So I'm trying to get ahead of this snowstorm, and I just end up uh, pouring gasoline all over myself. You I smell uh, like McDonald's and gasoline. And gasoline. I went down. I went down. My wife's working in the in, from home, and she's down in the basement. I said, uh, "Hey, dear, uh, don't don't smoke any cigarettes by the uh, by the garage because <laughs> that could go that could go south for you." You didn't leave any uh, like rags, gas-soaked rags in the garage or anything no, like that. No, no, did I didn't. Right, just I, make sure you don't do that. I tried to. Manage. He left the space heater on though. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to manage the situation as best I could, you know, but it was just two like little stupid things in my day that just kind of set you on a, on a wrong tra- trajectory. Well, you're already you're already running errands, Jake. You're already doing stuff, and 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 so you're you know, and then you add on the extra now, and I can see why that might be a little bit frustrating. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, but uh, this is always you know, sometimes the best part of my day. So we're here, and uh, I'm excited to be here. We got a lot of sports add, to talk about. About uh, the gas in the garage thing, or on the in the carport, or whatever the situation is, I one time uh, we had a suburban, and uh, we uh, it was leaking gas for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I pour I put a bunch of gas in it at the gas station. We were on a trip, and it would it would just leak out, and so when we we thought we had it fixed, but when I Pulled into the garage. It, it was the tank was full of gas, and when I opened the door to go out to the garage, the whole garage smelled so strongly of gas. It was like you today. I mean, it was just overwhelmingly powerful. And so, what do I do in that case, Jake? Because the garage doors are down, and I want to air out the garage. So. What are you supposed to do in that case? I did the wrong thing. I went ahead and pushed the button to open the garage door because could not the start of that engine spark uh, those kinds of fumes and and pretty much blow your house up? Mm, I'd say that's probably a long shot. Of the garage door yeah, open? Yeah, the garage door open. It's, it's, is it flint and steel activated? Well, yeah. Do you just have like a loose wire dangling in the in the garage? <laughs> no, I don't think. This, this was about 25 years ago. and But but I, I, I told somebody later what I did, and they said, no, you should have gone over and unhooked the garage door and then opened it manually oh. because somehow that engine. Were they a farm, fire marshal? <laughs> Uh, no, but he did work for... Was he a bear with a ranger hat on? I mean, I think you were all right. He, he, he worked for a federal agency that deals in uh, in sort of that kind of thing. All right. But, anyway, s- but spilling a little gas there. in the garage and opening, I mean, that's not exactly the Hurt Locker. <laughs> <laughs> Call the bomb squad! <laughs> I'm telling you, that, okay. that, that smelled like if you put your nose straight into a gas tank. <laughs> That's what the garage. I think you're supposed to just spread some baking soda on top of it and let it soak it up and then sweep it away. 
I uh, I tried to soak it up as best I could, and then uh, I left the garage door open for a little while. Let that uh, fume out of there a little bit. But, uh, uh, but so you were so you were fuming, and then you were fuming. I guess my my favorite gas story didn't even happen to me, but a former baseball uh, baseball coach at Skyline. Have I ever told you this story, Gordon? I don't know. Have you have you ever? Uh, Austin knows the story I'm talking about because I I love this story. Uh, he uh, he's the baseball coach. Uh-huh. It rains. Have you ever heard of uh, burning off puddles <laughs> oh, off the yeah. off the baseball field? Okay. Well, well apparently, I, I know I know where this is going. And uh, <laughs> so he ducks out. He's got baseball practice after school, so he ducks out of seventh period because he was a he he's a math teacher. Says, "Oh, hey kids, I uh, you work on these quizzes. I'll uh, <clears throat> I'll be back." And hustles out to the old baseball field with a can of gasoline, and uh, oh, and um, uh, gets to I think he said her second or third puddle, and didn't make the little trail you know that that leads away from said puddle didn't make that quite long enough, and uh, a sturdy wind gust came up and it set himself on fire. Oh no! Uh, he set himself on fire. Uh, some of his players that I knew who told me this story said that they were in gym in that period, and uh-huh. so they knew he was out there working on it. And they, they looked over, and there's he's just running through the outfield, aflame, like dives oh into the grass and rolls around, but but uh, puts himself out. It's okay. Was he okay? He, yeah, he was fine. But here's here he singed off all his eyebrows, I guess. <laughs> but here's the thing: he was supposed to be in class. So doing his job. So he had to go back into the, into the class and say, uh, looking like Wiley Coyote. It's just was singed. I mean, I'm sure his clothes were a mess. And like, hey kids, uh, I think we're gonna wrap class a little early today. Smoke coming out of his mouth. Singed. Just uh, smelling like like burned hair. Like, oh, okay, everybody done with their quiz. Okay, uh, I think. Everybody gets a day. Get out of here. clothes look like a shipwreck victim. Just raggedy and torn. Burn patches. Did he burn the field down, too? No. That happened at Clearfield High last year. Yeah, it did. I remember that that story. I I remember that story. But anyway, I always thought that that was a pretty funny story. Uh, that's that's one of those stories where that's really scary, and but he he survived it okay. <laughs> but I hope he's able to laugh about that now. Oh yeah, he definitely was. Uh, <laughs> he definitely was uh, okay to talk, to laugh about that because it is funny, right? It is. So it he, he kind of looked like a blown out candle. <laughs> yeah, had to go back and uh, uh, I guys, I'm not going to explain. Why I look this way? Were you just shot out of a cannon, teacher? <laughs> smoking. <laughs> you guys are. Have you been working in the coal room? Smoking the bear. Anyway, he was one of my uh-huh. very favorite teachers in high school. So anyway, he's a good guy. Shout out to Mr. Lamborn. He was a good math teacher. All right, Shasta we- reminds you there are such things as funnels, Jake. So yeah, yeah, I know, but that would require me, you know. <laughs> Thinking about getting a funnel and then going and getting a funnel and then. Well, there's a hardware store about a stone's throw from your house. I'm, I'm sure. Jake's like, I got this. I'm sure that I have a funnel somewhere. I mean, who doesn't have a funnel for just such an occasion? But was I going to look for it? No. So thank you very much, you chest trailer. <laughs> Jake's always been a bad aim, but that's a different story. Oh, boo. <sighs> um. 
we have a lot to do today. It is National Signing Day, Gordon. One of yes, uh, your is. very, very favorite days, I know. This is this is pretty much usurped the first week of February, is it not? Yeah, I like it, though. I like that we have this one. And then, you know, like the Utes last year had to do some mop-up duty in February. That uh, it comes with another. It's another day to make college football interesting. I'm, I'm all for that. If you were like a super recruit and you know, everybody wanted you, would you sign early or would you just dangle the uh, dangle the, uh, the, the 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 bacon in front of everybody for uh, an extended period? Just don't say it like that. Yeah, don't. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, this is actually something I've thought about, Gordon, uh, because dangling the bacon. No, never, never going through this process myself. Uh, you want me to say banana? If I were no. a, a super, super, super recruit, like the head coach would cut half the team just to have me on it, <laughs> then I'm waiting. I'm waiting beyond signing day, and I want all of the recruiting trips. I want the. I want the unofficial. I want the official. I want. I want it all. I want the helicopter treatment. I bring the whole thing on. But that's only. And then if, would you have? Would you have a big announcement? You know, with the television camera. Heck there, no! Then, I don't care about that. I want the goodies. <laughs> I don't care about the attention. I want. Uh, I want what. Uh, uh, what was uh, Ray Allen's name in? Uh, in uh, Shuttlesworth. <laughs> I want the Jesus Shuttlesworth treatment. Bring so, it on. So essentially, you would be. Uh, you would be vulnerable. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just got a text. Oh, you got it, too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, I You would be susceptible to uh, corruption. No, not at all. I'll keep it yeah, all Yeah, 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 you would. Board. Yeah, you would, because you all the boosters are coming to you, offering you 50 grand. If oh, you no. sign with their school, I'll, I'll pass on all that. I, I want the I want the uh, 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 the uh, red carpet treatment, so to speak. I want the fancy hotel. I want the nice <laughs> meal. I want uh, 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 I want the team to take me out for a night on the town. So you don't want the swag. You want the experience. Yes, of being, I love being, being wooed. sought after. Yeah. <laughs> Because he, you know, uh, let's see here. Uh, in, in fraternity speak, Gordon, there's a big mm. difference uh, between a recruit and a pledge. <laughs> uh, explain. You know difference. what I mean? When, uh, when you go through, uh, what do they call it? I can't remember what the, rush. Yes, thank you. Jeez. Mm. When you go through rush week, when you're a rushy, everybody uh-huh. wants you to be a part of their group. Come, uh-huh. come pay dues. <laughs> At uh, at uh, Tri Delta Theta, because once you commit, you're but then that. once you uh, sign on the dotted line and become a pledge, uh, you obviously you all of a sudden become at the back of the line, and uh, everybody <laughs> makes it a point to not like you. <laughs> it, it's a miracle; it happens overnight. It's the same in the military. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, we love you, and uh, and we think you are are going to be our best friend forever. And then the uh, second day. Uh, Get up, maggot! <laughs> yeah, and it's, then you pledge, and they say, oh, congratulations, now you're a pledge. Uh, usually have a party on pledge night, and then that's the end of the fun. Then they say, hey, did you notice the house was dirty? Well, yeah, you should probably clean that if you knew what was good for you. And then, you know, all the, it's a little bit different. So when you're a recruit and when you're a freshman, those are different. Th- I'd, I'd soak up the recruit 
part for as long as I could. But if I wasn't the creme de la creme of, uh, of talent, then you have to consider things like, do, will they have room for me? Will they move on from me? Uh, where do I actually want to be? Uh, and how do I get there? So it's a little bit more tricky, right, when you're not uh, the biggest recruit in town. Jake, I want you to uh, tell me what you think about that uh, that video that we've been uh, texted. I feel left yeah, out. I didn't it get it, it is funny. Shout out to from, our boy. From, our, from my good friend. Uh, our, our guy, Tim Lacombe, my uh, co-host, Jazz Pre Half and Post. <laughs> He's dead to me. Uh, is, that a, is that a term that you shouldn't use? Uh, yes. It's a, a term that you invented. But we <laughs> all thought the bacon? Don't say it and again. And I don't know what on earth you were even getting at. No, you know when you're trying to lure an animal into a cage, what you dangle uh, the bacon? What? what you know, have you ever heard a sentence with the term "dangle" and thought this will be a safe sentence? You ever ask yourself what what um, grade did Gordon make it to and just stop? Right? You know, when it comes what are you to talking about to the way he thinks, like okay. like what? seventh. Right, like, like seventh why, grade. Why? Why? Uh, not, not in academia thought. ways. Not in academia. No, no, no. But in in uh, being juvenile in nature. Yeah. <laughs> juvenile? I was in, I, it wasn't me who was being juvenile. I say the things that are illustrative, and then you take them and twist them into a different direction. No, that's not what, what happened. You guys are twisters. That's what you are. Seventh grade. Maybe eighth. <laughs> Possibly, possibly eighth, but but a firm seventh, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't like even junior know what high, are, uh, but eighth is the absolute ceiling. Yeah, I don't even know what you guys are talking about half the time. You know, I, I have no clue. I, I have no. That's why you no, giggle halfway through saying it. It's true. No, yeah, your delivery no, gives did, you away. Did you ever? Not true. Uh, dangle. Not true. <laughs> dangle yeah. the, the uh, <laughs> bacon. Not true, but I have gotten to the point where now where I say something and I'm anticipating if I say something that's creative and unique that you're somehow going to do something with it. Oh, you know? and that's that's why I was laughing because I think dangling the bacon is a, a good illustration of how to get somebody into the cage, and that's what we are something, and that's what we were talking about. We were trying and to. I lure. think it's a great way to get arrested. Yeah, you want to know what's funny though? Speaking of Tim, who who sent a, a funny text about this whole thing was uh, he included a a different Austin. Oh, so, so some other I Austin. Hope it's Austin Age. <laughs> some other Austin in Tim's life <laughs> got a funny text about the show. Some Mother Austin in Tim's life is like, oh man, Tim's finally lost it. <laughs> Tim, Tim, it's been a while coming, but Tim's finally gone off the deep end. It's happened. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> it's been a fun for fun first segment. Um, good, good, really. I that feel, was really a productive yeah, segment, wasn't it? I feel good about it. All right, we'll get into more uh, coming up next. I guess we can set up the show here. Uh, <laughs> Our friend Brian Brown. And, I'm still trying to get you through the line at McDonald's, you know. Our friend Brian Brown and Jake Hatch are going to join us in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, Hatch does the Locked On Cougars podcast, uh, and uh, Brian does the Locked On Utes podcast. I think Hatch actually helps with both. Yeah, and Brian knows his bacon, too. Brian does know bacon. Uh, Brian smoked meat. also works with us here on the uh, Zone Sports Network. He works a lot with our uh, pre- and post-game shows and our college football coverage. So Brian and uh, Hatch are going to jump on with us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour to break down these classes. Uh, Christian Cox will join us at 4. 
And uh, David Locke will be on with us at 5. What's your favorite kind of smoked meat? Salmon. Really? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Ballerina? There, there, we get a, enough food talk from 10 to 2. I, I don't know. Just just <laughs> put, put, put some food in front of me. I'm going to eat it. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, maybe we, I don't know. We need to get Scotty on here. He'll tell us the best kind of meat to smoke. By the way, it was Austin Ainge. Was it really? <laughs> it was Austin Ainge. <laughs> That's really funny. All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, Austin Age is now participating in our little uh, our text chat thing, which is really funny. Shout out to Austin Age. Uh, that's so funny. Shout out. Kinda, to, what, what is that? What, what is he? Uh, what is it? Okay, that, we don't need to get into that, Gordon. Uh, <laughs> welcome on back. Yeah, our friend Tim McComb uh, tried to send uh, Austin Horton, Gordon, and myself a text, and it ended up going to me, Gordon, and Austin Age, <laughs> which is really funny. Uh, anyway. That first picture. <laughs> what the? Oh, man. That's funny. Welcome on Tim, back. Tim's a funny man. He is really a funny is. guy. Yeah, there's uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Gordon, let's, let's dig into actually what's going on in the uh, world of recruiting out there as it is uh, signing day. Of course, uh, we will hear... <laughs> That, uh, uh, you know, everybody's class is the greatest in the history of the world and nobody ever misses on anybody today. But, um, you know, it's not yours nor my favorite day, per se, Gordon, uh, favorite thing to cover. But as uh, what's how does the cliche go? It is the lifeblood of a college football (laughs) program, the recruiting. And it is extraordinarily important. I don't know why they have to say lifeblood, by the way. Why can't they just say it's the the blood? Because blood is other... Blood has other connotations, you know. But I, mean, I, I never scrape my knee and go, eek, there's my lifeblood. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. That's the differentiation. Because you would say, ooh, there's my blood. But when you talk about lifeblood, then you're talking about sustenance, you know, and and uh, that which makes you survive. I get squirmy yeah, thanks, when, I see, when I see lifeblood. <laughs> When uh, when when you watch those horrible DMV videos in high school, the lifeblood on the streets, yeah, that's anywho, uh, not the point. Uh, Gordon, I, I don't like the rankings either because I think they are unreliable, but nonetheless, they're at least something. Uh, right now, according to Rivals, Utah with uh, seventeen signees, four four stars, thirteen three stars, coming in at third in the Pac-12 at the moment. Behind Oregon and uh, USC, Washington comes in at fourth, Cal five, UCLA, uh, UCLA and Washington State six, Colorado eight, Arizona State nine. That surprised me a little bit. Stanford 10, Arizona 11, and the Mighty Beeves bringing up the, uh, bringing up the rear at 12. Uh, of course, um, BYU. Are those, 
Are those uh, are those athletes lowly rated because Oregon State was the team that was recruiting? You think? I yes, I honestly think that that stuff does matter. That if it were, uh, you know, Ohio State recruiting them, they would be ranked <laughs> higher. But nonetheless, I mean, again, I don't think, egg, it's I don't not know. it's not a perfect system, but it, it's what we've got on a day like today. And since the coaches never tell us the truth. Uh, it, it's all we've got. I, I would really <laughs> like it one day to hear a coach being like, God, we recruited a bunch of dogs this year. We missed on, <laughs> missed on like seven or eight dudes that we were really counting on. You know they're thinking it, though. Because I, I remember one year uh, I talked to a couple of coaches privately, and they told me what they really thought of, of their class, and it was along the lines of what you just said. And then I read in the paper the public uh, responses, and it was exactly what you would, you you described. You know, it's like you know, oh, we got everyone we wanted. You know, and I knew for a fact because I talked with him that uh, they were very upset. So nationally, uh, recruiting wise, Gordon, uh, since BYU is not in the league. Utah is coming in at 33, and uh, BYU is coming in at 71 uh, with 18 signees, one four-star, and nine three-stars. But uh, if you listen to Word, and we'll talk to Jake Hatch about this coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. I mean, if you listen to Word coming out of BYU, they love this class and uh, think that this could be Kalani's best class. And top-end guys in this class are really, really good. So I think oftentimes... With these ratings, it's really it's really difficult to gauge. Well, uh, yeah, and a lot of it has to do with what the coaches do with the athletes they have. That's why when I see that Utah has highly rated athletes coming in, I think that Kyle Whittingham, at least at some positions, is going to get the most out of that player. And so it's going to advance it even more. Uh, I don't know if that's true at the quarterback spot or not, but uh, uh, certainly it's true at a lot of positions that the Utes have specialized in. And, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, if you said that BYU had four, one, had one four-star and how many three-stars? Nine, but that's according to rivals, and that's not necessarily that of signed but also committed as of I right see. now. Well, that is there star inflation these days? Because that seems uh, that seems pretty high for BYU, really. I mean, I don't know. They they, they never get five stars, right? And so uh, a bunch of three stars that that's not bad for that program, is it? Uh, no, I I don't think so. But then you look at somebody like uh, who were they talking about? Uh, Hanson and Scotty were were talking about uh, what the the Demuni kid uh-huh. uh, who's been uh, Raider Raider Demuni who's been um, committed to BYU since he was in eighth grade. And well, his has, dad is a coach. Right, right, right. But he's a three-star uh, on the the on Rivals, which I have up right now. I mean, what would it be if he would have entertained offers from other schools? Would all of a sudden his star rate, would he have been a four-star mm-hmm. if he would have fielded offers from other people? I'm not I'm not saying that he's better than the star uh, in, in this case system would indicate, because I, I frankly don't know. Uh, but I, I would say it hurts you when you don't get offers from other schools because, as we've talked about before, is it a four-star based on merit or is it a four-star because USC gave them an offer or that's Alabama? A great, that's, a, that's a great question. Right. It's like, you, it's like we were talking, joking around about earlier. When you make yourself available, I wonder if it's almost like auctioning, you know, where 
you're because you wait and because more teams become interested in you. I wonder if that elevates your standing. Right. You know, I, I there's some of that. Absolutely. It, it, you know, it's all those uh, buzzwords in, in the world of business like brand and marketing and all that stuff. All that stuff, whether you like it or not, it matters. And whether well, you, you pick up the phone when the, the rivals guy calls you and you talk to him, then he goes, you know what? He was a real nice dude. Let's, let's pump another star out of that rating. Well, I think yesterday you brought up Eric Weddle, right? Two star, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and, and that's – I trust a, a coach who really has a good eye for talent, and that is a real skill uh, to be able to te- develop that. Uh, if, they ha- if they like an athlete – and they're good evaluators, man. I don't care what the stars are behind the name. Right. You know, if if a coach knows, hey, I can I can use that guy. I can build that guy. I can help that guy go far beyond what he's thought of now. Uh, if you've got a bunch of those, then good on you because they're useful. And I think some of the higher rated kids, it does go to their heads. And uh, there's a lot of talent out there. I get it. And people understand that i remember watching haloti nada in high school and how he wasn't always the most motivated uh at times because he knew he knew he was the best on the field you know did he play both ways jake haloti in high school i would assume Uh so when you want that guy on the field as much as you possibly could. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and, and he obviously made made the most of his abilities, uh, and so good for him. Uh, but I think some guys do get a little, eh, I don't know. They they, they, uh, they may be a little too satisfied. Um, one, uh, you know, the, or the interesting youth recruit out there is the quarterback. Um, he did Castelli. officially sign. We've known about his commitment for a while, but he officially signed today. Peter Castelli, a four-star quarterback out of Mission Viejo, California. He's a pro-style quarterback, according to rivals. He's the tenth-ranked uh, pro-style quarterback, uh, 218th nationally. He says, "I don't know if that's out of all players, but he is going to be an early enrollee." Gordon. Um, which is really good news for Utah because uh, if there is a spring ball, and who knows if there is going to be, and I heard, I think, PK talking about this uh, this morning, if Jake Bentley decides to find yet another place to play his other senior year, and Cam Rising, who Coach Witt has already said is not going to be uh, available for spring ball, uh, and Drew uh, Lisk is graduating, well, somebody's got to play quarterback in spring ball. <laughs> And I imagine that spring ball, if it is able to be played, will be intense, trying to make up for lost time. So, man, a kid like that would probably benefit in a major, major way if he's if he's as reported. And then the one, uh, there are a couple for BYU that, that I think are, are interesting, but uh, hearing Hans talk about John Henry Daly, uh, the defensive end from uh, from Highland, Utah. Where'd he go? Uh, Lone Peak, I believe, uh, is where he went. Um, but he had get this court, and they played five games, and he had 22 sacks. Yeah. He said that Hans said he had better stats uh, in five games than Hans had uh, in his high school career or something yeah. like that. So was he, maybe Hans was joking. I don't know. No, he said that. I I heard him say that today. So um, BYU got a four star in Logan Fano uh, from uh, he went to Timfew, uh, I believe, 
and he was one who had committed to, you, uh, to BYU really, really early, uh, decommitted, and then ended up uh, still signing with the Cougs. So that, those are kind of a couple of the big names that uh, I've heard talked about today. Uh, here in Kalani, though, earlier today, it's what you would expect, uh, Gordon. He feels really good about this class, and I, I am hearing uh, that they legitimately do feel good about the class, but yet, again, on rivals, all the way down at 71. Yeah, I, I, if if BYU re, if BYU recruited the way its uh, recruits are rated, uh, they probably would win two games a year, right? Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I don't. And plus, with with BYU, here's the thing: why it's almost ridiculous to to even think about ranking their recruiting classes because they all leave. I mean, we're not we're not going to know for another do, three yeah. years. So it's easy to mm-hmm. to give BYU a low ranking because you're not going to be proven wrong for three years, and everybody will have forgotten three years, <laughs> you know, two and a half years later. So for BYU fans, it's worth it to keep an eye on and keep track of the guys who do go out on missions and then come back yeah. because. That's a, a whole new uh, infusion of talent that uh, has been forgotten by a lot of people. And speaking of hands, I, I was talking to him about this off the air. Um, uh, apparently the, the previous recruiting coordinator regime there at BYU was not all that organized. And uh, part of the reason maybe for some lower numbers in this BYU recru- uh, recruiting class is because they – that delicate balance with the missions and the the scholarships and trying to make all that match wasn't uh, monitored very closely there for a couple of years. Oh. oh, okay. I was unaware of that. Do you want to say who it was? Oh, I don't think that's necessary. Uh, okay. But but the new group that's uh, taken over with uh, Demudi and uh, and Ayu um, have gotten things back on track. In fact, I, I heard Hatch earlier today talking about how a BYU fan years ago had actually developed software to keep all this organized uh-huh. and uh, specifically for BYU. And apparently the previous recruiting coordinating regime was like, meh, nah. We know oh. it makes it easy, but we, it's all up here in the noggin. Right Man, up here you. in the noggin. <clears throat> you know safe. how I am. <laughs> You know how I am about that stuff, Jake. I think eyeball tests and and uh, applying your knowledge is pretty important. But when it gets as complicated as that is, you better have some system in place to help you keep track of it and help you monitor that because I'm not sure just winging it is going to get it done. Oh, man, Billy's back from Chile already? <laughs> We're like negative five scholarships. I thought he had at least a year and a half to go. Golly, what are we going to do? Back from Chile. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's difficult. It's why recruiting at BYU is really hard. It's a, it's an underrated hard part of the job, and not that they mind doing it, but how frustrating would it be to recruit a player you're really excited about and then go see him off at the airport? <laughs> well, yeah, especially now that 18-year-olds can go. Right. Uh, because before you would at least get an eye, eye on them, or you could uh, before they, they leave, but... Actually, this is better, don't you think? Wouldn't it be better to go on the mission first and then come back and have your entire time consecutively as opposed to interrupted? Uh, that, you that, would, that, you uh, would think so. Yeah. But can I give you a thought on that on the other side? Sure. Because that, that, is, that is a question I've, I've actually put uh, uh, some thought into. So let's, let's get to that coming up next. want to remind you, join us uh, Friday. At the warehouse, 2 to 6, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Prices so low it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. By the way, uh, band of the day today, Taylor Swift, selected by kind of all of us, really, and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I told Austin and, and Gordon, we ordered the uh, her album Folklore on vinyl the day it came out. My wife got online and, and ordered it, and it got here yesterday. In fact, Taylor Swift has already released another album by the time we got that one. But so, so to be clear, Folklore was the one released in March? Yes. Not the one released Saturday? On her birthday, yeah. Okay, all right. No. But, uh, yeah, my, my household, we're, we're Taylor Swift fans. We like her. I've only listened to one half of the Folklore, though. I haven't gotten to half two yet. It's much more mellow. I kind of like it. It's good. She has a lovely voice. I like it that she writes her own stuff. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's yeah. rare, actually. It is rare. Yeah. Do you remember when she had that one concert tour? Uh, wasn't it called Red? Red is the name of an album, so the tour, yeah. the name of the tour, that would make sense. I was uh, traveling south. I think it was Gold. Excuse me. <clears throat> I had some water go down the wrong pipe. Sorry. <laughs> excuse me. You need me to tread oh. a little water here, Gordon? Oh. Woo. You were launching into your very own Taylor Swift story. We do have a tease to deliver. I know. (laughs) Sorry about that. Woo! That one got me a little bit. Anyway, uh, I was driving down. I think I was going to California or something, and I saw like five big rigs rolling up uh, 15. It's pronounced uh, about 15. (laughs) And uh, it had, uh, they were all red, and it said red on the side. So I knew that was Taylor Swift's. Stuff uh, transporting, probably, to Salt Lake City. Gordon, you uh, asked me a question uh, before the break, um, and, and this is something. When did they change the mission age to 18 or, or you Three years ago? Well, no, no, no. Yeah, it's it's much been, longer it's been than a few that. Years. It's been probably almost 10, I would guess. No, really? it hasn't been that long. It, look I, it up. I, 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 bet it's, so. I bet it's pretty close. But uh, I've, I've kind of wondered how this would affect, obviously, uh, college athletes, uh, because as you put in the last segment, you know, it used to be you come in, you play a year, redshirt a year, and then... 2012. 2012. There you go. So eight years. Uh, and then uh, and then would go out on a mission and come back. Uh, now that you can just graduate high school, go on a mission, and then come back and do a, all your eligibility consecutively, I wondered, mm-hmm. you know, how, how that would have an impact, because you would think, get it out of the way... And then right. come back and, and let me have, uh, you know, be under my tutelage for as long as possible. But uh, I heard Dave Rose talking a couple of years ago when he jumped on with uh, with uh, DJ and PK. I think he was filling in for DJ one of those summer times that he's, he's done that. Um, and and he talked about this and one, he mentioned something that I didn't consider. And I think that this might be kind of sneaky important. When you go out right away after high school, you don't know what it takes to be a big time college athlete. You still think you're the stuff, right? Oh, I <laughs> dominated the Utah six A ranks. And then you go out on your mission and you you come back and uh it, well, let me put it this way. The the guys that stay realize what it's all about and get knocked down a peg or two 
and figure out just how you know dedicated and disciplined you have to be to a, to be a collegiate athlete. And they take that mentality out onto their mission. And when you know, Brother Thompson says you want another serve uh, slice of lasagna, you go well. You know, one's probably enough. I got to do enough push-ups to work that off anyway. You know what I mean? I, I had never thought about that. That you go out into the mission field with that mentality that okay, I got to keep my eye on the ball a little bit and do all I can because I know how hard it is. Whereas when you just go out uh, after high school, you don't really know that, and maybe you do have that second helping of lasagna, or maybe you don't do the all your your calisthenic program or whatever the case may be. And I thought that was an interesting take on it, and something yeah, I had not considered. But uh, I disagree because, one, I know there are some exceptions to this, but when most guys go on missions, they are so consumed with what they're doing. They, I mean, the, the physicality of it all really becomes secondary, you know, because there's just not time for it. Now, I know I hear stories about some missionaries being down at the gym and working out and pumping iron and all that stuff, but I think that is... Those are anomalies. I th- most, most, most of the guys get into it. A lot of them are in countries where it's just not available, at least not uh, not reasonably. And so, you know, okay, so they eat a little more. But when they come back, they are going to discover how hard it is soon enough. And when they do discover it, they have the means around them to be able to uh, make the adjustments necessary to get themselves where they need to be. I think what Coach was talking about was this. Maybe I didn't do a very good job illustrating this, but more so like a mental than a physical, necessarily. Like you know, um, you know how hard it's going to be, and you weren't necessarily all full of themselves. When I listened to it, and I hope I'm remembering it correctly. Coach kind of alluded to like guys when they came back, they didn't make it. They didn't have the 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 because you take two years off from a sport, Gordon. It's gonna be really hard to catch back up when you get back, right? And well, if it's you hard either way. Right, right. But it, it is. But you, if you don't have that mentality of how hard it's going to be and keep yourself sharp, you come back and you don't. There's not the dog in the fight. Does that make sense? But I'm telling you, there's no way to keep yourself sharp if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing on on the mission. I have done. I've studied this as well, Jake. Not specific to this question, but I've asked hundreds of athletes about their mission experience and how it affected them athletically, and it it is just it's it's all consuming. At least the missionaries who are really into it. Now there there are always some who who are outliers but uh it you're you're focused on something completely different than sports and if you have an extra helping of lasagna here or there i I just don't think that's going to i i don't know how having the 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 experience of college sports before you go out for a year is really going to affect because if it's on your mind then you're distracted from what you're supposed to be doing anyway so I, i i just I, I, I like the idea of having guys come back and immerse themselves, absolutely immerse themselves in what they're what they're about. And if they're about col- playing college sports, then they're going to immerse themselves in that. Now, there are guys who go on missions and then decide, uh, you know, there are other things more important to me than sports. And I I don't really I'm not into it so much. And so that might happen sometimes. 
you might have a 20-year-old come home and you're all excited to see him and, and the motivation might be gone. You're right, Gordon. I think Dave is totally wrong. But Austin found the clip. I'm, Can we play I'm the not clip? Say, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that's just my opinion based on the conversations I've had with a bunch of athletes. Um, and, and it may vary from athletes. Wait, can we play the clip? Let's play the clip. We're way over, so I, I want to play it, though, because it's a couple minutes long. So let's. Uh, Austin did a great job digging this up. Here you go. Each guy is so unique mm-hmm. in his adjustment home. And I try not to, uh, when we get in staff meetings and talk about guys and talk about recruits and talk about their plans, uh, try not to... Uh, have you know well this is what happens with all the guys or this is what happened you kind of keep each one as an individual situation but what i do know this is what i've seen is the biggest challenge with the difference i thought it'd be tremendously good for us no question sign up send them all out before and bring them back but what i've found is those guys who play a year uh, they make the adjustment and they understand how difficult it is or how different it is from high school to or junior college, whatever the situation is, to play Division One basketball. And that's a big leap. It's a big challenge. Any, anybody will tell you that. Um, and so when they're on their mission, they've already gone through that adjustment. When they, when they have not played and they go out there, their whole two years are thinking about how great high school was and how, how you know, the, what their role was on their high school team their senior year, which for every guy is probably the, the number one guy, getting the ball every time, taking all the shots, making the last second to all decisions. And so you bring them home two years later. They haven't made the adjustment yet. They're two years without playing. The guys that they come in to play against are way better than they are right when they come home. And then now you have to kind of help some of them keep their confidence to a point where, hey, you're going to get back to where you were and you're going to be as good as these guys. It's going to take you time. And that 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 factor has been really, really evident on our staff is to keep the confidence of these guys. And a lot of guys, you know, they've uh, they kind of just they, they get to a point where they think we've had a lot of first I mean, guys who went straight out on missions, come back, uh, get kind of buried in the roster a little bit and. Uh, before you know it, they're either transferred or they're, they've quit playing. And uh, that, that surprises me from what I thought would happen. Oh, so I hope I did a good job relaying that message. Cause no, I, you did. I, I thought uh, that was really unique to hear uh, uh, BYU's basketball coach. I think he was just retired at the time that he said that. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, he was still can, coaching. I, I, it was 2018. But hear him yeah, say that. I thought that was really fascinating. I understand. I understand it, and I think that might be the case in in certain with certain kids. But uh, yeah, I mean, okay, what am I going to do? Argue with the coach? I mean, if that's his experience, that's his experience. But I could see it going the other way too, where I mean, you just don't have that much time to think about it when you're when you're doing missionary work. But you heard and, Dave say that he thought it was going to be a slam dunk. This is a good thing. Well, and maybe that happened. Maybe and maybe that happened with the particular athletes that he was dealing with, but I'm not sure that's softies. always the case. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, all I know, I know what the mission experience is like, and it, it depends on. And even that is variable from from individual to individual, you know. But to have an extra year to prepare consecutive. To the other years, because if you have the first year, okay, you've already burnt that. Then you come back, and I understand some people redshirt and all that. But uh, if you if you have an extra time to prepare yourself, then and you can do back that up with another year and another year without 
to interrupt it. Uh, it seems to me like there are some advantages to that, uh, but but maybe not in every case. And if Dave, if that's Dave's experience, then that's his experience, and he had a lot of it. All right, uh, coming up next, we're going to go back into uh, signing day. We're going to talk to Brian Brown, who does the Locked On Utes podcast and uh, does a great job following this stuff. He does a number of other things, producing and such, uh, for us here at the Zone Sports Network. And then, of course, our good friend Jake Hatch. Locked on Cougars podcast will join us. So stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.